Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <clears throat> Mark and Sarah talk about songs, theme song. Shoot Mark and Sarah talk about shoot Mark and Sarah. Mark and Sarah talk about songs, things like Can Sarah talk? Mark and Sarah talk about songs. songs. Episode 100. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listeners old and new, uh, this is our 100th episode of Mark and Sarah talk about songs, and that was a theme mashup of every single theme song, including the Jast Ass episode <laughs> from like two years ago that we have ever played on this little podcast uh, that we love so much. I am Sarah D. Bunting. And I am here for our special surprise extra califragilistic episode with my co-host, the inimitable Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. I'm going to need some help to get my jaw off the floor because I had not heard that theme song mashup until right now. And Sarah, you really outdid yourself well that was you it it was amazing like you got the single in there you got the soikis painut in there you got the justice i mean holy mother of g that was awesome Uh, thank you and you know who's really awesome is all our many theme song writers uh soikis painut aka kevin smokler andrew byrne Um, laura barger uh jack baldelli david byrne and, of course, my work wife, Tara Ariano, who is in there in the middle, and we will be hearing more from her later. First, Mark, very briefly, let's explain how we're celebrating 100 episodes. Sure. So one of the things that we wanted to—we wanted to make episode 100 feel like a Massus episode. We didn't want to get too crazy, but we wanted to give it a little something special. So we have decided that the theme for this week's episode is surprises, meaning— I have selected two songs that we're going to discuss, and I have not told Sarah what they're going to be, and I have sent her clips, but I've I've made the files anonymously titled so that when she plays the clip of the song, it will be the first time she hears it. She does not know what I have chosen for us to discuss. Similarly, Sarah has chosen two surprise songs. For me, I have no idea what she has chosen, and... Tara has selected a request from our queue of uh, listener requests, and we don't know which request she has chosen. And so it's all surprises. And Sarah and I both, (laughs) being the kind of people that we are, have a prepared little surprise clips for each other that are just sidebar stuff. So (laughs) this entire episode is going to be Mark and Sarah talking about songs, but we are surprising each other. And I can tell you, we chose this, this theme like five weeks ago, and I have been... 
obsessing about it. I think I've run through like 12 different options. I stayed up. I dyed my hair. I changed my clothes. I didn't know if I looked right, if I felt right. But I finally do believe I chose the exact two surprises for today. Sarah, would you agree with that assessment of what's happening and the emotional the emotional cost of preparing? Yes, absolutely. I definitely I wish I had made like a quick time movie of like this is how my to to do list is. It's like a um, landscape setup Excel file. And this section of it, the master section was changing every day. Like I just kept thinking of songs and like there were post-its all over the house. I kept leaving notes to myself in my phone. (laughs) <laughs> and then I also kept almost accidentally telling Mark on instant messenger, oh. like, you're not going to believe this X song that, and then just being like, Oh shit. Do, 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 backspace, backspace, backspace. Like I can't tell. I, we well, and similarly, I have been wanting, I have had one of the songs I chose for you stuck in my head and I have been wanting to tweet about it, but I was like, no, no, do not talk about this song publicly. It will tip off too much. Okay, well, why do we get into it then? Like, do you want to just get this one off your mental desk right now? Let me also, though, before we get any further, let me also add to Sarah, uh, Sarah, to what you said, which is, listeners, the fact that you have hung with us and been such a vibrant, engaged part of this podcast with us has really made the 100 episodes so special. I mean, Sarah and I, I love doing this with you sarah obviously and if it were just the two of us alone on the phone which is how this whole podcast started (laughs) in the first place that would be fine but the unexpected gift of having so many people who think and care about this stuff in the same completely dorky way that we do you guys it means so much and and we are so delighted and that's why we had to have a request in this episode too because your contribution makes it so much more fun for us It, it really does you have some of the best ideas uh we can't wait to get into them in our next 100 episodes and um purple baby blankets for everyone from- oh my god the prince pregnancy conversations oh have been <laughs> purple baby blankets yes i am on it yes Buncey's on it okay okay so are we, so you're going to go first, or am I going to go first? You are going to surprise me first, so that you can then tweet about it while I'm listening and responding. <laughs> okay, so honestly, I don't remember if it's surprise one or surprise two that's been stuck in my head the most, but it doesn't matter, because I've been... Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, so play the clip. No introduction from me, other than just say, play the clip for surprise one. Okay, <laughs> here we all go together, folks. <laughs> oh my god Listeners, oh my uh, gosh! 
in case you don't know, that is Here's Where the Story Ends by The Sundays. And Sarah, the reason that I picked this song is that you have referenced The Sundays many times on this podcast. And I actually did not know this song. I think this is actually on the listener request list as well. Somewhere. Oh, is it really? I think so. Oh, I didn't even, I had forgotten it. Well, so I hope Dara doesn't pick it. But if she does, that would be kind of funny too. It would be. But I didn't know this song until you mentioned the Sunday so many times on so many different episodes. And it made me think, well, gosh, I should listen to this. And I felt like this would be a great choice because I knew that you liked them. And uh-huh. this song is also representative of one of the things that you have given me on this podcast. Songs like Polyester Bride, the Ray Charles song from the 1967 episode. Like there's just so many songs that you've brought into my life that I love. And I just felt like... I just wanted to like let you know that I'd been listening and also I have now been obsessively singing this song to myself for like a week and a half because once you hear this song, it's like a little, it's so quiet and beautiful, but then it's also insidious and it just takes over your heart. But Sarah, I'd like to hear more about your response to the song. Um, Okay. First of all, I'd like to note that this has um, other relationships in the Mastass family. Um, First of all, that the Jastass episode, in case uh, listeners you weren't around for that, that was uh, our great good friend John Ramos pinch hitting for Mark when he was ill. Tara sang the theme song. And then John and I talked about some Amy Mann. Um, but John and I have been obsessed with the Sundays forever, have seen them in concert many times, uh, as many times as it was possible to do. Um, I played this song nonstop the summer between uh, high school and college. Um, so the Sundays have great meaning to me as a, as a pop music fan. And, uh, my brother, who was our sound engineer on the Shunda's episode, which was what? Episode six. God was, yeah, it was. Yeah. I think we didn't even have electricity when we did that episode anyway. Um, <laughs> we, we had my, the Shunda's like sitting on a stack of coconuts <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that we turned into some sort of tin oh. can phone. I don't even know. But we did that at uh, King Killer Studios, which is uh, my brother's business. And if you are in a band and in Brooklyn, you should check them out. Uh, well, that's also where we shot the cover photo when we recreated the cover of Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Correct. And Dave took that photo. Um, Dave, Because everyone has to be Dave in the uh, extended family of life. Um, Dave likes the Sundays okay, but was real sick of hearing this song that summer when I had to drive him everywhere because he's five years younger than me and he has a bass voice and his imitation of Harriet Wheeler is um, (laughs) hilarious and awful and mean in that way that only little brothers can be and we go back with that almost 30 years so um, but yes I still love that song and I uh, feel very much heard um, by this selection Um, that was their big hit, I think. and It was. It was a number one single on the alternative rock charts in 1990. And yeah, the alternative rock charts in 1990, I was getting my mail there, is what I'm saying. So outstanding well, you know, choice. Well, thank you. And I have to say thank you also for turning me on to this song and this band. Oh, which, by the way, uh, Andrew, my husband, when I told him I had chosen this, he was like, I love the Sundays. He had their al- he had both of the albums that they released in the early 90s. He loved this song, especially. He was shocked I didn't know it, but I was like, here I am now. So Andrew also feels you on this one. And awesome. I feel like as someone who grew up and loving- And we're recording this on a Sunday. 
Oh my god, no accident. <laughs> the only Sunday song I knew was their cover of Wild Horses that was in that Mark Wahlberg Reese Witherspoon movie Fear. Yeah. <laughs> it was also that? in uh it was also in the prom episode of Buffy and you yes. literally can't mention it. Like John Ramos just started crying somewhere. He's not even listening to this, doesn't know why. <laughs> He's just like, "Why am I weeping?" I <laughs> know. Why everything's so beautiful. A nice <laughs> um but uh I as someone who grew up loving jangly out of time era rem and also loving Ten Thousand maniacs if i had only heard the sundays i clearly would have loved them and that at the time uh yeah, because that to does me, seem like a weird like how did i miss into, like natalie merchant and stuff that does seem like a weird like blind spot for you to have for you to have had but fortunately musically. my vision has cleared and i'm just gonna say this i've been wondering about this when she says it's that little souvenir of a terrible year, which makes my eyes feel sore, do you interpret that as being about anything specific, or do you think do you think of it in purely ambiguous terms? Um, I think of it in. I mean, I've come to think of it in the oh, twenty-seven or twenty-nine years that I've been listening to the song. I think it's like that little thing that you save from a time that was really hard but that was like that one day that was like that one good day with a friend or that one like trip to Coney Island when it was really like snowy and bleak that that really made you feel your own like goth alienation and so you you save it to remind yourself that things change mm. but totally. I mean, on this album she also talks about like sitting around in a cardigan that she threw up on and can't be bothered to change. So, uh, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, is it, did she have an abortion? Like, is that, is it the baby that was the little souvenir? But then the more oh, I listened wow. to it. Wow. No, I never thought of it like that. I just thought it was like some little thing that you got out of the like toy machine for 50 cents, right. some little plastic thing. Well, but, but then it's like most of whatever 1989 sucked, but there was that one fun day with someone who cared about me and I, I saved the little, little bracelet that i got well and so then what has now happened to me is i've started to go in that direction too and like she got something with him that day and it was the day that she also decided to go down to the shed and do it and mm-hmm. so it, even the one thing that she kept from that day that she loved is mixed with all of this weird embarrassment and oh, such a good complicated song so that it's is also my... such a sunny beautiful driving song like yes. there's that wistfulness to it but yeah and I believe she and David Gavoran are married. And of course, he's named David. Jesus. <laughs> Must everyone be named David? And I don't know if you know that there was a remake of this song that was done by a British act later in the 90s that was a big hit over there. I think they were called Tin Tin Out. Mm-hmm. That sounds and it's, right. it's pretty good, although not as good as this version. So that, yeah. Sarah, was my first surprise for you today. Okay. Um here is my first Ooh, surprise for you. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. There will not be a whole lot of preamble except to say that like, well, all right, no preamble. I will only say this. When I thought of it, I like, w- I was not wearing anything, but I thought of it in the shower and like came <laughs> out of the shower yes. covered in soap and found a post-it and yes. was like, oh my God. Done. Okay. I hope I was right. Here we go. Is this Desiree? Listen as you ah! 
Sorry. <laughs> uh, please go ahead. It's it's your time. Oh, let, let me just say this. I was aware that this could go either way. Like I knew you would know the song. I wasn't sure what you were gonna say. Uh, but I will get into. I will get more into my uh long, like longer form reasons for picking it after you've had a chance to uh, react. Oh my god, okay, so similarly for you and the Sundays, this song immediately takes me to high school when I was first driving and I had a car that did not have a CD player in it. I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, So whatever was on the radio in that first six months that I was driving, I was going to listen to, and this song was always fucking on. Uh And I bought the entire Desri CD called I Ain't Movin and I don't think I listened to any other song ever except for this one song because that's what you did back then you paid $18 or $14.99 or whatever for 12 songs and you listened to one yeah and sometimes it was worth it yeah and you know what this song is the most slow-mo intro to an Oprah episode it is the it is the prelude to the song Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. It is a shampoo commercial where everyone is beautiful and I love it. This I just love I'm it. I'm so I, glad. It is so delicious and cheesy and wonderful and so smooth and silly and I just love that she's like also serving you some India RE like you know what baby I'm just going to give you the steps to to freedom. I mean, if if she had released an album called The Ten Steps to Freedom, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. So I love this song for its earnestness, for its catchiness, for the fact that its chorus doesn't rhyme. I love it for all of that. And I also love that Desiree, other than that one ballad that she had in the Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, basically evaporated from the face of the popular music earth after this song. And I just feel like she is one of the quintessential one-hit wonders of the 90s. I am thrilled to have heard that little snippet of that song right now. I am so glad. Um, There is something about this song. I have been in dive bars, like, in Missouri. Like, just in the middle of Missouri. Where they don't even bother incorporating the town or naming it. And everyone is bobbing their heads to this song. Yes. The bartender, some dude named Dwayne. Like, it's very infectious. there was a chance that you would be like nah because lyrically and like with the rhymes it is a little bit slapped up sometimes and it was omnipresent but I was just like tooling through I forget how even disappeared down this like google hole but I was like what were the like big number ones of the mid to late 90s um because I was just looking for inspiration and I was thinking about another 
a couple other tracks just to see if I could find one that like I thought you might hate because who doesn't enjoy sputtering Mark rage? <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm going to take a shower. And then like with shampoo covering me was like, you gotta be. Because here's the other thing. There is something so like cheery and confident in the goodness of the world about this song. Yes. That I associate with you and your <sighs> influence in my life and your friendship and its many benefits for me. So that also I was like, I have to I have to do this one and really hope that he um <laughs> appreciates the thought, even if he hates the song. Sarah, that is so sweet. Thank you so oh, much. What true. a wonderful compliment. I've given you that compliment before. I know, and but now like everyone can hear it. <laughs> but I'm never sad to have it again. And listen, if you if if that means that I am your Desiree, then I say I ain't moving from that place in your life. Because <laughs> you gotta be friends. You gotta be fun. You gotta have a hamburger. <laughs> Oh, now I'm going to get, you could take a dump on my face, uh, stuck in my head again. Right on my face. Right on my face. <laughs> um, before we get into the, well, are you, are you done talking about Desiree? Uh, I am, but oh my God, what a wonderful, I just, I'm going to have to go listen to the whole thing after we record this episode. Cause it's been, it's been too long since I've heard the entirety of that song. And as you could probably tell, I still know every single word. I really struggled to not just play the whole song because it's really good. Like I was chair dancing again just now. Yeah, I was too. And that's the thing. If you're going to write a really earnest, joyous song that's got a little bit of uh, silliness in its pretensions, you need to have the groovinest groove underneath it. And she succeeded. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just it. And I think that you're so right. And then I'll shut up. But there is something about the optimism for the world that I, the fact that she is able to be so calm herself as she's just like, yeah, you got to be these things. It's, I try. It's like, it's better than her being like too loud about it. Just, I believe you. I believe that you believe it. Girl, make me feel better. Yeah. And it works on everybody of all ages and backgrounds. Um, I hope <laughs> listeners are like, God, that thing. Anyway, so before we play Tara's song intro, um, Tara was just like given access to the list. Uh, we made sure it was updated and we were like, you can pick anything. So um, she may have picked the Sundays. Who can say? <laughs> she may have picked the Sundays. She may have picked something. I mean, she did have to pick from the list. I assume she did that. She uh, she does like rules and following them, uh, which is why we're work spouses. Uh, but there is a chance that Mark and I overlapped on these things too. And yeah, who knows? It hasn't happened yet, but it could at any time. We just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we really don't. And this is, I mean, you know, it will be edited, but uh, <laughs> look, if the last three songs are the same thing, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, uh, Mark, are you ready to hear from Tara? I am. Okay, here we go. I'm so honored to assist the valued listeners on the august occasion of your 100th episode, and from their submissions, I've chosen one that has a special place in my heart. The artist in question had a monster of a breakout hit in the first single from this album, but I'm particularly fond of the track your listeners nominated because it was on a mix CD that David T. Cole, (gasps) my husband and Sarah's, made for me in the fall of 1996 at the start of our year of long-distance relationshiping. 
the song doesn't have any particular resonance in terms of its subject matter. It's just a banger. And that was when and how I first heard it. Play that clip. No idea what this is going to oh be. Oh my God, what's go? it going to be? Wait, is this Spiderwebs by No Doubt? God, brilliant choice. Wow. Do you know this? Do you remember or know this song, Sarah? I, there's something happening, like, there's some, like, deep tissue, like, lizard brain memory happening for me that it was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And just quickly uh, searching our request document, I can see that it was Amy N. who requested this one. So Tara and Amy, thank you for the excellent choice. Yes, thank you, T-Bone and Amy. Um, Wow. And that's probably a pretty... That request is going back a bit, yeah? That is... Uh, it's. I, think I it's guess we should like... say what the song is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Spiderwebs is the song by the group No Doubt. Uh, which I think I hollered in the background of the clip, but maybe <laughs> in case you didn't hear me. Um, yeah, this, this this request is a is a bit older, but uh, I'm glad to finally bring it to the fore. And here's what I will say: I think this is the perfect song to discuss from the Tragic Kingdom album, which is the song that it is on, because it is the single that was released in between Just a Girl, in which uh, there was a lot of. Uh, riot girl posturing and don't speak which is my least favorite single of the 90s practically i hate it so much it's so insipid but then you get spider webs and i feel like you get all of the best impulses of gwen stefani and no doubt without the overt and exhausting posturing or the insipid lyricism and caterwauling vocal it's like this is just driving cool beat interesting subject matter great chorus kick it this this is to me the best song from that album and one of my favorite no doubt songs of which i have like five so excellent excellent choice I um i i love that uh we are recording this on david t cole's birthday uh happy birthday david t cole um and so and there's a mix cd reference which is very yes masked ass so uh <laughs> i i know that there are a lot of like deep um sort of satellite references that went into Tara picking this and that's awesome and uh this is really uh, like it's perfect your comment is perfect because those other two songs were like those are songs that like don't speak I don't hate as much as you do but the omnipresent problem is still a big problem and Mm -hmm. um just a girl I've always liked but that was also like 
I don't know that she's like, I'm wearing vinyl shorts. And it's like, we can see that because they're vinyl and this video is never not on. So settle down. Um, but it, it also it like, I don't know, we could probably do a ranking episode just about that. Um, just about that album and just really get into it with like all the shit that Gwen Stefani has had to deal with yeah, as, a, for real. as an artist and things that we've discussed many times on this podcast in terms of what a uh, woman artist, a woman artist has to do and the ways that she has to compromise and um, particularly in terms of like her appearance and her, you know, not necessarily being allowed to decide her own genre because of the, that's just the way American pop culture is and it's shitty. And let's all change that, everybody. Yay. Yeah. And But that Gwen Stefani is like, there is a lot, like she comes with our baggage, I think, sometimes. So that was also a fascinating choice for that reason. I think that she comes with our baggage is exactly the correct phrasing and it's been true of her solo career too and i feel like just as a listener every other song of hers that she's released as a single i have liked like hella good hell yeah uh-huh. underneath yes. it all absolutely uh kind of always knew i'd end up your ex-girlfriend i really like that one um some of her solo songs i i really liked the crazy rich girl that she did that was based on if i were a rich man from fiddler on the roof uh-huh. but then there are other songs of hers like i hate the song hollaback girl so fucking much i hate yeah, it not a fan and i think it was back in the fame tracker days that i did a fame audit on gwen stefani and that song was popular at the time and i was like girl it needs to stop do you <laughs> I, remember I, how famous you said she should be I think I said that she, I can't remember what her, what her deserved level of fame was, but it was definitely, it was a downgrade. Yeah. Like I, I may have you said, said like, she was as famous as uh, Extina and then should have been as famous as, I don't remember what. Those were always my favorite bits of the yeah, fame audit. Too. It was like, how are they? Cause it's so clever. R.I.P. Fame Tracker, you were the best. I loved Fame Tracker and it was actually Fame Tracker that brought me, that made you enter my world because I had a friend in college uh, who said, you've got to read this site fame tracker. And so that was how I got introduced to you, to Tara, to Dave, to everyone. It was through that site. So actually, and how interesting that then went later on when I became one of the contributors to fame tracker, I wrote about Gwen Stefani. Now here we are. I mean, the circle is complete in so many it ways. Really is. It really I'll is. never forget. It was 1999. And it was the first piece I ever read was Tara's lengthy, dissection of oh the oprah magazine oh yeah that was good that was Ah, good good time so uh, actually speaking of i think it's time now for my surprise clip because uh there's another special guest who i think needs to now come to the fore so this is my bonus my bonus clip oh bonus yeah i i knew it i had a bet with myself let's see if i want a dollar Show and tell time. Another teddy bear? My teddy's name is Teddy the Spirit. He talks, he tells stories, he... Four batteries not included. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? I really enjoy talking to people. I would like you... Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. Right, see, here I am, Teddy Ruxman, back on the show. So happy to be here. 
I was just reminded when I saw this commercial from the 80s that those kids in that class were gits. They made fun of my little friend for just because he had a bear. I'm glad he showed them I had to stuck my furry foot up their arseholes. And I also don't know who it was that was doing that poncy British narration. <laughs> but it made me sound real classy-like, and I'm glad y'all spent 19.99 on me. And if you like Teddy Ruxpin then, you'll like him now. And all my stories end with me saying, fuck off, you slag. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would also like to note that a, another member of the uh, greater... Um, previously slash television without pity slash fame tracker universe uh our friend deanna her husband was in a band and one of their things was that they had a teddy ruxpin lashed to the drum set he was still <laughs> operational what? And he that's was mouth along to their songs what that he mouth yeah i mind the mouth along to their songs didn't i because i said if i didn't they'd never take me off the drum kit <laughs> And what do you know? I'm still there. Oh my god! Well, I win a dollar because I knew it was I knew it was some Rux Piniana. Yeah. Um, I knew that that was coming. And speaking of things that are coming, would you like to guess what else is coming? Oh no! Yes. Okay. Wait. Is this your second surprise or your bonus thing? This is my bonus thing. Okay. Okay. Oh god. Okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Thank you, Venga Boys. I just feel like we had referred to that in like seven different episodes somehow for some yeah. reason. And like also the Six Flags commercial that it became later. Yes, like all With of it. With Uncle Junior dancing around outside a <laughs> yeah. bus in a parking lot in fucking Marlboro, New Jersey. Yeah. I'm familiar. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <Whew. laughs> I'm just well, right. Well, there's still, it's perfect. It's we like, still we have clips for each other. This is, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do we even need to say about the Venga Boys other than I will admit I was bopping around in my seat just then. Oh, me too. I was totally doing that Night of the Roxbury head bob. Okay, that's so what uh, Sarah, oh my this God, is I'm my exhausted. this is my second surprise choice for you. This is uh not Teddy Ruxpin. This is my second official surprise choice for you. And uh, let's hit that clip. Okay. I am making the little hand gesture right now, by the way. <laughs> yes. Speaking of being in a mall. In a four-bedroom jean jacket.
there's that chief drum. That's right. I had to use just a touch of that drum beat in this clip. Um, uh, so wow. I will say this. The reason I selected this one is I was so delighted in a recent episode. I think it was with Danny McEckern when you were like, look, I still listen to Tiffany at least once a week. And I was like, awesome. Noted. Yeah. It had been like five days. So this arrived just in time. Um, <sighs> wow. The Sundays and Tiffany. Uh, I also like the original, but not as much. Like there's just something about this one. Like, Back in the late 80s, it was Debbie Gibson, as she was then known, versus Tiffany and her kind of fugazi teeth and her, like <laughs> huge red hair and her even huger acid wash jean jackets. And I was always like 100% hashtag Team Tiff. Like, Ooh. I just, yeah, I just thought she had, she was the Christina to Debbie's Brittany and that's always I always kind of like was rooting for the one that was a little more like dangerous and trashy so fair enough she was definitely that this is I mean I think this song holds up it's definitely an 80s artifact um but yeah it's it's great I was doing the little like hand next to your face dance just now um and the Sundays and Tiffany that's (laughs) I'm a a mystery (laughs) wrapped in a riddle (laughs) Taped to the bottom a of the Casio keyboard. <laughs> Wrapped in a jean jacket. Taped to the bottom. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I, I, I just am... have to say that I had an entire interpretive dance routine to that chorus where I act out literally all of the lyrics that I used to do in college. And I was doing it just now. And <laughs> it involves like the, the gesture of uh, holding on to one another's hands. You put your right hand out and then you grab it with your left hand. And as soon as you grab your hands together, you start rocking them back and forth. Like, do it at home, everyone. It's really fun. <laughs> it is. I'm doing it right now. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that is an excellent choice. Um, and I had a split second of like, oh, shit, we did duplicate each other. And then I was flooded with relief uh, that we had not duplicated each other oh, but what does that what 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 beat am i about to hear oh boy um i am pretty sure that i will not need to explain my rationale uh for this next choice uh at all but uh as a tribute to both your home state and all of your hard work on this podcast and elsewhere i bring you clip number two. Oh shit yes oh my god And I stumble to the kitchen for myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five Oh my God, Sarah, this song almost was one of my choices. It made the short list. Like it was I, in the, yeah, it, it was, was like, a, it was ooh. tough. I was like, he could pick this. That will also be okay. It'll be but, worth it. I'll listen to it twice. 
Oh my god, it really was. It was. It was like. It, it was like in the top five of possibilities. And then I don't know why. It was because you mentioned Tiffany so recently that I ultimately went with her instead. But I everybody wins because we got to hear it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've loved this song since I was a little kid. I think this was actually on. This is actually on the um, user request or the listener request list somewhere too. Because how could it not be? Um, and I guess we can take it off. I'll do a whole episode on, (laughs) on this. I mean, this song, like, I think this song is not appreciated enough for her vocal, frankly, that plaintive and rueful vibrato about like, you know, here we all are together commuting. I, I mean, it's just great. The horns, the backing vocals testifying, it's it's so good. It's uh almost the best of Tennessee. The best of Tennessee is you. Oh, stop. And uh, you're the true queen of New Jersey. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. By the way, I just looked it up and you're right. Cat H did request Here's where the story ends. So, Cat, good on you on that one too. Uh is 9 to 5 on there? It is not. But huh. there actually is currently no Dolly Parton request waiting in our wings, which seems odd to me, but point, whatever point being nine to five is amazing. I have always dreamed of having a coffee mug that simply says ambition on it. <laughs> Noted. Your birthday's uh, always coming. <laughs> yes. And like uh, the Venga bus, your birthday is so coming. coming. <laughs> and this song, <laughs> it, it's almost like, hard to see this song anymore because it's so ubiquitous in my mind in a way but this song is it's on a current commercial that the commercial is extremely annoying about anna baker like finally getting sick of being treated like shit by her boss and starting her own tiny Mm. house architecture firm Mm -hmm. in her high-waisted hipster jeans and it's like i don't like you and i especially don't like that you co-opted this song but i love this song still well, and you know what? One of the things about this song that makes it so great is that the lyrics are very smart. It it actually does often feel like this to be a someone who just works, who isn't the boss, but who does all of the boss's work. And it, the, the lyrics are great. And I love that she chooses to make it upbeat because it's like, yeah, you know what? I might be uh, working under your thumb, but I am not broken and uh, my ship is going to come in. And then I just think that that's just the perfect marriage of uh, insightful, empathetic lyrics and an up-tempo attitude that makes country music great. Uh, and I, the, I love also the story that she found the rhythm for that song when she was tapping on a table with her acrylic fingernails. Like, <laughs> yes, girl. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. Like, yes, that's right. So... Dolly's fake beauty once again reveals true genius and she is an angel on the earth as I know as I think I say in literally every episode it's it's true <laughs> it's but, true oh my and god yet, Yvonne Elliman remains our patron saint um maybe we should just have a showdown with those seriously two. well Sarah this was a true I also feel truly seen uh this was <laughs> awesome so and thank you so much to Tara again. And thank you to the listeners who have requested, who are listening. And thank you for 100 amazing episodes, Sarah. I truly, it's it's just, I I can't, here's to 100 more. Uh, indeed, at least 100 more. I think we have our like ranking episodes charted out through like episode 140. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, everyone take your, take your vitamins and uh, 
keep those uh, keep those subscriptions fresh on iTunes. Uh, we're we're definitely sticking around. We have uh, so much fun stuff that we're going to do this year. And thank you so much for listening uh, the past two years. Thank you so much to all our uh, theme song stylists. And uh, thank you to uh, Mesdames, Parton, and Elliman for their uh, for their patron sainthood of this. <laughs> we shall burn a scented candle for you tonight. Mm-hmm. A, a lavender one with mm-hmm. Jesus on it. <laughs> and Sarah Talk About Songs, hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting, and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Here's how. Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastass. And as always, thank you for listening. Sarah talk about songs theme song Shoot Mark and Sarah talk about Shoot Mark and Mark and Sarah talk about songs Mark and Sarah talk Mark and Sarah talk Talk about songs. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. This is Mark and Sarah talk about songs. songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.